Chapter 4, Second Part I ponder the old light's question, and suddenly I can see that not all of these oily creatures are predators, and that most of them are suffering immense pain. The bigger picture is that many of these creatures are being driven by some larger force who is using them like puppets. There are still some that are very evil, but a lot of them aren't. The fact that they are that there are many who did not want to be doing what they were being forced to do, and now I could see this, it completely changed my perspective. I reluctantly tell the old lights about what I had just seen, and that some of them may not be as dark as we had thought. The reason I am reluctant is because I feel inadequate advising them, and I am afraid I won't have the right answer. I do have an inspiration for what to do, so I decide to share it anyways. Watch and find one that you think is not evil to the core, and then extend an invitation to that one, and then a few others you pick out. Invite just that one in at first and get to know them. If you think you have found one who is being used like a puppet and is not evil to its core, let this one stay with some rules in place. Keep learning from this one and then let in a few more, and learn everything you can from them too, all for a probationary period. Director, directly after I say these things, I suddenly flash back to the back seat of the cop truck, with my nightmares still happening. I don't think this time communicating with the light place that I was actually there, because I didn't have the same soul being dragged up and down feeling this time. All I had was a quick flashback and forth for the last few communications. This had been more like what a video call here on earth is like. I don't want to keep waking up from these visions and still be on this planet. It hurts too much. Next I try to intentionally touch the light place again, and time there feels different. This time I can tell that I am connected to them in a similar way as last time. More like a video call again. Though I had only blinked here on earth, it felt like a much later time there in the light place. The old lights tell me time is different there, and that they have had time to try my suggestion, and it has worked in a sense. Not completely, but they have experienced some successes. The oily creatures that they had let in had been so grateful they had become an undercover force to fight with us against the bigger dark force that was driving many of them. The old lights and the dark oily creatures that they let in now have hopes of taking down the larger force from inside. The dark ones they had let in had a greater knowledge of the bigger black thing and what was driving it, so now there was a greater chance to beat it. I briefly meet the black things who are now in the light place. And they look just much like black shimmering pillars of light. They tell me that the weakness of the larger force will be its arrogance. And they think the larger force driving everything will just assume the front lines are still doing exactly as they had been told. Instead, there will be many of them that had come over to our side. Somehow I feel that more time has passed again and that the lights have slowly built even larger forces of the black oily creatures. They tell me they had done it all very slowly, according to their different time, so the larger dark force would be less likely to notice. 
All of this had taken place in just another blink of an eye for me, but it had now been some time for them since they had first tried my suggestion. The large dark force is foolish and careless because it thinks there is no chance of losing the dark ones now on our side. As soon as they know the outcome, I am shown that with these new dark forces on our side, we will eventually defeat the bigger dark force. We haven't won yet, but they know it will happen in the way stuff is known on the light side, which up until I had come had had a 99.9 .9 accuracy rate. <clears throat> I can see we barely win, but we do win, and the lights tell me for all I have done, I will get a new life on this planet, a peaceful one. This news that I will get a new safe life brings me a little peace, but I worry whether this will truly happen or not and about whether to trust this information. I promptly forget this info anyways, and get back to thinking that it is the end of the world any minute now. I come out of these visions still in the cop truck, and with this nightmare going on around me. Two cops finally come back to the truck, and they take me to the nearest hospital. I laugh in my head, but also feel sad at how informed, uninformed the person is who is checking me in, that the world will be over soon. The world is still ending because the dark has almost fully taken over, and any moment it will be over for good. I feel a sense of sadness because I want to tell the person checking me in, but I know she won't believe me. I keep opening and closing my eyes, expecting to wake up somewhere else, as I hang on to the last little shred of hope that what they said is true, that we get to go to another planet. Every time I open up my eyes, and, and I am still in this nightmare, now continuing at the hospital, my heart breaks over and over again. Someone escorts me to an ER gurney, where another non-infected cop stands by the gurney staring at me. I know this cop knows I have a secret, and that he is special, and can telepathically communicate with me. Telepathically, I tell him of the destruction to soon come, and I ask him if he wants me to check if he can come with us to the new planet. He is abnormally calm and says he'll consider it. I lay back on the gurney and wonder why I keep waking up to this nightmare and not on this new planet we were supposed to be going to. Then I finally realize that I will most likely have to stay here in this nightmare and that nothing I have been seeing has been real. As this realization hits me, a lifetime of pain ravages me. My body is laying on the gurney, but my spirit tries to pull up and out of my body. Over and over again, I pull up and out of my body. And this looks and feels like when a character dies in a movie and you see their ghosts come out of their body. I just keep trying to get my spirit out of this horrible body, but I keep getting caught on something deep and heavy within my gut. There is a time I make it almost all the way out, but then I am pulled back down by a heavy rock feeling in my gut again. I can't stay in this body any longer. The pain is so bad. I scream from my gut as I try one last time with all my might to pull my spirit out of my decrepit body. The nurses come rushing in as a response to my scream and quickly begin to inject something into my IV. Whatever medication they have given me makes me feel even worse, 
which I didn't know could even be possible. The world slowly begins to fade out as the nurses hold me down, and a tickling tortured sensation overtakes my body. Another layer of pain added to all the many different things hurting and consuming me. All this and the drugs don't even work anymore. Makes sense. Makes sense. I mumble to myself. And any hope or pre-hope or good part of my soul that ever was dies while the black consumes me. I come to in a normal looking hospital room and look down at a bright blue wristband irritating my right wrist. A small black and white photo of me on the wristband, eyes half open and glazed stares back at me. A tall brunette nurse comes in. Where am I? I muster up. She smiles and goes about her business in the room. Provo Rehabilitation Hospital. But I don't have any memory of why I ended up here. How long have I been here? She proceeds to take my vital signs. Two or three days, you've been in a disassociative state. I feel the trance state moving in on me again, a heavy dark feeling, and I am in and out of this trance for the next day. I wake up to the pit in my stomach, a deep worry that something has happened with my kids. I don't quite remember why I'm feeling this, but I know it's the truth. And finally, I come to enough to ask if my kids are safe. The nurse informs me that they are safe and with my ex-husband. And even though nothing makes sense, the most relief I have ever felt washes over me at the news my kids are safe. A little spark ignites in me, and this gives me enough strength to stay out of the trance for a while. I ask how long I have been here, and they say around three days. The transit still looms, but for now I'm in charge. I start to ask the staff questions and slowly piece together what could have happened from my own memory. I spend the next few days piecing together the last few weeks, and I am in and out of horrible nightmares, only they are happening while I'm awake. I also snap in and out, still in visions of battles in real life. I force myself to walk the hallways of the hospital, one step at a time, but my body feels weird. It feels like I'm a toddler learning how to walk again. They make me go to group therapy and my hands are shaky. It feels like I'm learning to write again too. A vision haunts me. I'm at Spanish Fork Graveyard, freezing and in so much pain. I may be seven years old, Trapped at the bottom of a deep hole, and there's no way out. The dirt is piled up so high around all sides. I'm trapped down there with a mean cougar, and this animal has been attacking me over and over. I can't take it anymore, and I break down in group and tell everyone I'm afraid I'll go back to that dark, heavy, trance place soon. A nurse takes me to the end of the hallway, and we sit down. She asks if I want to have some medicine. These images just keep coming up, I cry. I have to face them. The nurse talks me through things, and I tell her about the cougar hole I see myself in. She helps me to visualize a way out of this deep cougar hole, and eventually we find a scenario that works, even though I thought it would be impossible. I somehow make friends with the cougar, and I am able to ride him out of the deep hole. The cougar and I, who are now friends, fill up the hole together with the mounds of dirt 
and the vision goes away. This vision had been so real, but it feels like I have let the hot air out of a balloon, and now it isn't even scary or real. I spend the next four days shuffling up and down the hallways, going to groups and facing other visions. I imagine my way out of them as I slowly come back down to earth.